Good morning, good morning, good morning. Excuse me. Good morning. Happy, happy Saturday. How is everybody doing? Doing well. Good morning. Good morning. All righty. So we are going to be getting started in just a minute or so. <laughs> Excuse me. And let's all say a prayer that my voice will hold up <laughs> for the, the remainder of this, this session. Even though they may be um, uh, competing prayers, I'm sure my my kids <laughs> may be glad <clears throat> that my voice doesn't have the same intensity to yell at them. <laughs> but good morning, good morning. How is everybody doing this morning? So. We have good news this morning, and we have great news this morning. The good news is that today, this session is going to be um, very, very interactive. We do have a guest presenter, one of my clients, Wilford Bain, uh, a best-selling author, an attorney, and he is the founder of his own law practice. Um, so that's the good news. And the great news is that you will also have an opportunity to participate and to ask questions, to provide your comments, um, which is key. Uh, today, you're going to get a lot of insights. Today, you're going to get a lot of inspiration, but I want you to walk away from this series with wisdom. And what does, what is wisdom? What is, what does wisdom come from? That comes from the actual application. So as we're sharing this insight, and as we're talking about these things, I want you to be thinking about how can I apply this to my own situation this is a training for authors. We don't have any aspiring authors or, you know, if you're here, you're well within the way of, of getting to the point of having a book that's completed or you, you already have a published book that's out there. <coughs> and this is specifically also a two-part training where we are here, not just this morning, but we are going to have part two on Monday evening to really round out and to anchor in the things that we are talking about. Um, because as an author, your real work begins when your book is finished. Now, getting the book finished is a, a process and a journey all on its own. <clears throat> but so many times, um, authors, they pour so much attention into getting the book done, they don't really have a plan 
and they don't really have the mindset of, okay, how do I continue to sell my book? How do I continue to promote my book? They cross over into the author side, get it? Like the other side, but the author side. <laughs> Every time I say that joke, my 13 year old is like, just please don't, don't say that anymore. That is so, he doesn't use the word corny. Corny is like from my generation, right? Um, but when you cross over into the author side, what got you here, here to the point of writing your book, of having it finished, of becoming a best-selling author is not going to get you there, which is, hey, do I just want to have a book that's there, that's sitting on the shelf, or do I want to actually have a book that's out there that is a message that is making a difference in people's lives and also making a difference in my life. It's, you know, it's increasing my brand. It's helping me to build my own business. And it's actually a pathway to um, making a difference in my life as well. So that is the intent of this uh, two-day workshop, which once again, the first part is this morning and then again on Monday evening. So uh, hoping that you will be able to join us um, Monday again. Today will be about an hour. But as I said, this is meant to be interactive, not just um, myself and Wilfred shoveling a whole bunch of information your way. But I want you to start to absorb it and think about, well, how can I apply this to my situation so that any questions that you have, which you should have questions if you are thinking about applying it to your own situation, um, you should have some questions or some comments. We can address them and help you to work through them on the spot, okay? So without further ado, good morning, good morning, everybody. You all know me. I mean, come on. I am Aisha. Wonderful is not just my name. It's who I am. It's who I was created to be and who I most days <laughs> make the decision to show up in an intentional way. <clears throat> Today, I have a very, very special guest speaker, Mr. Wilfred Bain, who will be speaking and um, sharing his insights and his perspectives of how to consistently sell your books, how to promote yourself as an author, as a leader, as a difference maker. Um, so super, super excited to, to hear um, from him. So let's hop straight into it. Now, the very, very first thing that I want to talk about, and as I um, speak about these things, I will be looping Wilfred in. So we will be um, having, excuse me, a bit of a conversation about this, is the importance of perspective. I want everybody to write that down. If you are not taking notes right now, please go and get a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper and write this down, okay? Perspective, perspective. That is the most important thing that you need to have in life, period. But especially as an author who wants to make 
a difference and who wants to use your books to grow your own brand and to grow your own business. Because you are not just an author anymore. You are in sales. You are growing a business. And shifting into that perspective is key. You know, it's 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 so funny. And I'm gonna invite Wilfred on um, you know, here in just a second. Um, but Wilfred, do you remember a couple of months ago? I think it was a couple of months ago, it might have been a year or so ago, the way time is flying. Wilfred sent me uh, you know, this little like humorous graphic. And it had, you know, an author and then the author, when they, they realized they had to actually talk to people to make sales, since <laughs> you remember that graphic. And that is so true of how so many authors are. They're so focused in the writing and the production of this book. They're like, wow, hold up, wait a minute. I'm in sales. I actually have to, to sell something. So perspective is key. And Wilfred is going to talk to you about that perspective that starts right here. So, Wilfred, so, so happy to have you on with us today. Can you please introduce yourself, tell our lovely um, co-authors <laughs> who you are and just a little bit about yourself? Certainly, certainly. Uh, can you hear me well? Yes. Awesome. Oh, sorry. I'll turn it off. Uh, well, good morning. My name is Wilfred Bain. I um, obviously, as Mrs. Jackson would have stated, I am a co-author. We're currently an author. Well, previously an author. Uh, I would have co-authored the book Our Fathers that came out last year, October. And uh, that was definitely a rewarding experience. Aside from being an author, I am an attorney at law. I recently started my own law firm, Revenite Legal Solutions. I'm also a financial services professional. Uh, I'm a minister. I speak in church. I, I guess you, I guess we can say motivational speaker. I, I've been speaking a lot this year, and. Uh, one of the things I think a lot of people don't know, I guess they wouldn't know if you know me close enough. Uh, I've, I've become somewhat of a dancer now, <laughs> performer in dance. But uh, those are some of the main things that I do. But generally speaking, I am a person who I love to motivate. I love to encourage. And in any way that I can, uh, you know, I use all my platforms to try to encourage and motivate people, whether they're young or older or my same age. And, uh, you know, something that I'm, I'm grateful and happy to have the opportunity to do. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Wilfred um, is a salsa dancer um, and quite, um, you know, like that's not just a, a hobby that he does every now and then. Um, is something that he truly enjoys, and that's you're you're doing like performances and things now. Um, with that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah yes, actually, uh, I had a performance about three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, there was a function, um, and the theme was Havana Nights, and so as part of the function, they brought in a few dancers, me being one of them, and you know we did some routines. So it was a uh, it's pretty it's pretty fun. 
Really? Wow, that is amazing. You know, one of the things that um I like you're you're just such a, a great example of is like uh this is gonna sound so weird, but you all know how I go. Like, you know, I am just the faucet, Lord, you are the water. So the way that this message comes out, or you know, my 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 um my presentation comes out is directed in a certain way that it's meant to really resonate with who it's meant to resonate with. But um I, I say that to say, you know, Wilford is like such a well-rounded person for real. Um, you know, so many times we talk about um balance and feeling out of balance, or even if we're not able to articulate it that way to ourselves. Um, <clears throat> but we all intrinsically have this desire to make a good living, to provide for ourselves, to make our family proud, to have fun in our lives, to, to, to live our purpose, to give back. And, you know, it's like Wilford, Wilford is like a living, walking, breathing example of somebody who does all of these things in his life. You make time for these things. You're, you're intentional about these things. So, you know, that that's one of the things that just always stood out to me with you, you know, that you're like the quintessential well-rounded person, <laughs> which is awesome. So tell me a little bit about your author journey and where you were in terms of, you know, your mindset of writing a book and being a part of the book anthology. Wilfred is a co-author in an anthology that I released last year called Our Fathers. Now, this is a specific anthology. You know, I work with clients all over, but I am from the Bahamas. My hometown is very important to me. That's one of the things, you know, that all of my clients have in common. Um, wherever they're from, you know, they, they're like, they're, their hometown is their heart. <clears throat> even if they live away, which I don't live in the Bahamas anymore. But every year I do at least one project that is specifically to highlight Bahamian authors. Um, and Wilfred was a part of one of those last year in this anthology that highlighted the legacy of Bahamian men. Wilfred joined this to write about his father and his father's impact in his life. And there's Wilfred right there <laughs> alongside his um, six other co-authors. So tell me, yep, there you go. <laughs> so tell me, Wilfred, when you decided, I am going to, to share my story, to share my father's story and to become an author, what was your mindset at that time? What were your goals? What were your objectives? So my goals and objectives in sharing my father's story, I think one was, I think most importantly, to make sure that the world did forget who he was or forget the impact or the kind of person that he was. I think that was so important to me because, um, you know, I, 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 I always give the story about there was a time when I was in high school when, you know, when you're a young man growing up and, you know, you butt heads with your father a lot. 
And it wasn't until I went to Sandalins and saw the amount of people who were there. And I'm not talking about the mental part. I'm talking about the the drug rehabilitation part. And all of the young men would just come out and say how their fathers went there. And so I, you know, in the midst of me and him, in, in terms of me trying to find my, my identity and myself, and sometimes butting heads with him, I learned to appreciate him because I saw where I could be without him in my life. You know, he was he was a tough love kind of person, but you knew, particularly as I got older, that, you know, he meant well and he meant the best, you know, even in everything he did. And so for me, the first thing was I didn't want people to forget the kind of person he was or the impact that he had. And and I, I think that was that was important for me because sometimes you don't miss people until they're not around. And I think with him in particular, you know, he was someone who helped a lot of people. Uh, he was very, you know, he, he was a carpenter. So, you know, a lot of people needed help with housing and stuff like that. And he would help. But he was also very smart. He was also somebody who read a lot. You know, when it came to preaching, he was very sound. But his character was something that I needed people to really understand. He was someone who meant what he said. He did what he said he would do. He was a protector, um, you know, but he was a teacher. And, you know, he, there was a lot of principles that you could learn just being around him. And, you know, I didn't want that to go, to, to go, you know, in the, you know, away. So I think that was the most important thing. The second thing was I didn't want on a more macro scale. I didn't want the, I don't want people to forget or to minimize the value of the father in the home. I thought um, him in particular, I thought was, you know, was such an important part to me and my, my siblings' life, lives. But also I wanted people to appreciate that when the father's in the home, that the home thrives. I know nowadays, particularly with the social, uh, the way things are socially in terms of, you know, the father farm is constructed. I, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, men are demonized, uh, you know, whether they're good or bad, but I, what I wanted to, uh, to, to, to underscore was the importance of the father and a good, strong father in the home that, you know, that person cannot be replaced. And it, one, it's on men to be that person, but also it's on children and, and mothers and wives to appreciate and encourage that a man to be that person. And so that was the second thing. I think thirdly, uh, like I said, even going more, more uh, macro, was just the, the value of having good men in your life. Uh, whether it's your father, whether it's an uncle, whether it's a mentor, uh, you know, because I think the lesson I spoke about in the book was really a, a lesson that, you know, was really more, even though he was my father, it could have been a lesson that any mentor could have given. But it just so happened to... Um, be given by my, by my father. And so uh, just, you know, just the lesson, I, I, you know, the lesson that he gave, I, I I wanted that to be, so that'll be the fourth thing I would say, the lesson. So one was, I don't want people to forget him. Two, the value of a good, strong father. Three, the value of a good, strong man generally, but also for the lesson that he gave me that I thought was so important to me. And it's become somewhat of my mantra now, honestly. I, I kind of live by that now. Uh, if you get the book, you'll see that the name of my chapter is called Take Command. And that's really been, I think, since even before writing the chapter, that, that became kind of my mantra in my life to whatever situation I'm in, to take command of the situation, to not allow myself to be discouraged, to not allow myself to be a victim, but to just take command, take accountability. 
And so those, I would say, are the four main or the big points that I wanted to be given or, I guess, the the mindset that I had going in when I was writing my chapter and contributing to the book. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for um, that insight. Now, as we, you know, as we're talking to Wilfred, um, for the for the guests here, for the participants in this workshop, I want you to make sure that you are taking notes and that as Wilfred is speaking, as I am speaking, you are really chewing on this information because this is the thing. Success leaves clues, <laughs> okay? And one of the things that has served me very well in my life and growing my business and my impact as an author, as a woman of purpose, is not just looking and listening at the things that people are saying, but what are they really saying? What are they saying that they're not saying, but they're really saying? So what Wilfred is saying, <laughs> and he is giving examples of um. And this is, you know, another key point to really, you know, as you go through life and you look at people who have done something that is like, hey, I wish I could do that. Or this is a goal that I have. Um, look at what they're saying and say, OK, is this an example or is this a fundamental point? Is this a framework? What is the root? Are they sharing with me the root or are they giving me an example of the fruit? Wilfred has just given us an example of the fruit, okay? But the fruit of what? How important it is to have a strong purpose, a strong why. That is the foundation because when we now have to shift into sales and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to let people know about this book and why they need to have it and I'm going to promote myself or promote this book. Imagine if he didn't have this strong conviction and energy does not lie. Wilfred, you know, is you can feel the conviction of his message. I want people to know about I don't want my father's legacy to be lost. I want to immortalize him in the pages of this book. But even more so importantly, I want, you know, to, 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 to honor how important he was in my household. And even an extension of that, just the value of men in, in, in the home period and in society period. And then on top of that, the lessons. And everybody, you know, we all have our personality, we all have our presentation style. Some people are all, you know, animated. Some people are very quiet and like a whisper, but conviction cannot lie. And the strength of that conviction comes out and that will be the strength that propels you forward. So sometimes, you know, if, if you're one of my clients, you already have a conviction <laughs> because we don't just, you know, take people to say, oh, I want to write this book. And then they, 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 they write it. We make sure that we delve deep into what is the why? How is this going to help somebody? How is this going to help somebody? And that is the foundation. So Wilfred, tell me about, you know, when you were going through this process because 
you know, my the experience that authors have uh, in my anthologies now is very, very different <laughs> than than Wilfred's um than Wilfred's experience. Um, you know, Wilfred was a part of a book where you know it and what an anthology is is uh like a, a project where different authors they contribute to the project. Um, <clears throat> And they write their own chapters. But now, you know, we have totally evolved from the way that we support authors. We actually write the author's chapters for them. We get, you know, gather all of their information and take all of that heavy lifting off. And authors now even have a personalized cover, not just, um, you know, a standard cover. So this has even evolved from... Um, when Wilford was a part, but still, you know, with the book that Wilford was a part of and the project that he was a part of, what gave you that fortitude, Wilfred? You know, you talked about the, um, you know, that 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 strong purpose and your conviction, but writing a book, you know, you still got to sit down and write it. It 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 still has a a price that you have to pay you know, a price in terms of money, a price in terms of um, actually getting it done. What propelled you, even though you had this strong conviction to get this message out to say, listen, I'm going to take this to the finish line and I am going to complete this, um, this initiative that I have committed myself to. <clears throat> So uh, that's actually a very loaded uh, answer for me um, because, you know, it didn't just start with this book. Um, and I think my mother will be the one person who will know about this, who can, who can verify this. Um, at the beginning of 2021, I said, Mommy, I'm going to be a speaker and a writer. I had, I had put that in writing and I said, uh, I don't know you know, how it's going to happen. You know, I'm going to try to find opportunities, but I'm going to be a speaker and a writer. And I, 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 wrote, it, I wrote that down and, and actually I, I could find it. I could find a way I wrote it down. I wrote it down. That was January, 2021. And so to me, it was almost, this was kind of like the start or the realization of something that I had already written down that I, I already said I was going to, was going to happen. And so I don't want to say, I guess preordained is the word we want to use, you know, uh, or predestined. It, it was already in, in the work start. It was something that I, I had intended to do. And, you know, I had ideas, but, you know, sitting down and actually putting them up was just a difficult process because I'd never written something like this before. And so when the opportunity came to me um, to do this, I said, well, it's, 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 it's a start. And then the topic was so, as we already established, was so personal to me because, uh, for some people who would know, I lost my father in August 2020. And so uh, when this this project started, it was really just only a year and a half after he passed away. Uh, and uh, so, you know, at that point, I was I was still very much uh, in my in my grief uh, because, you know, it never really goes away. It just you, you just learn to deal with it over time. And and I, I will admit it was a very difficult process because um it required me to, to really explore a lot of my memories and my feelings that I was trying to avoid for pretty much since he passed. And so um, 
it was me trying to grapple with that. And I, I had to put the book down many times. Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't something that I could just sit down and focus. And 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 so I I would say that was really what the fortitude was. One was that it was something I really wanted to do. Um, and then again, going back to my first the first question you asked was, you know, I had a strong why. It, you know, for me it was uh something that I wanted to do already. And then to me, it was there was no better way to start my writing journey than to write about my father. Um, I think the timing of it was 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 very key because, like I said, because of where this project fell in my life, and I and I and I give a very interesting point too. Um, to add on to that, uh, last year was my would have been was my father's seventy would have been his seventieth birthday, and so the book came out literally the month before his birthday. And so, um, which I don't know if it was planned or not, but I was actually scheduled to speak on his 70th birthday. So what it did was it I knew that, okay, if this comes out in October, I'm a part of it. You know, on his 70th birthday, it would have been a perfect opportunity to introduce the book, uh, which, I, which I got to do. And so um, I think there was so much things that aligned with this project, it being the timing the fact that even away from the project, I was scheduled to speak on my father's 70th birthday, which allowed me to, on the day, when, when, you know, we recognize him for his 70th birthday, but also say, hey, guys, um, by the way, there's a book now called Our Father that's out right now. And uh, I had the print copy there, and I was able to introduce it. So um, it was all of those factors together, um, you know, really gave me the the drive to be a part of it, to complete, and to even fight with my own my own feelings, my own emotions, to to complete my, my my portion of the book. Yeah, that is, you know, like I'm sitting here, like I'm kind of getting goosebumps a little bit because the whole, um, you know, just just the goodness of God and the way that we are all designed to to help each other and. You know, we all have a part to play in this beautiful thing that's called life. And, you know, it, it's like this beautiful uh, sym symphony, you know, it's like we're, we're an or orchestra and everybody has their part to play. And, you know, more and more, I am really moving into the, um, the stance, I would say, of listen, we gotta put the pedal to the metal and get out there and get to step in and walk out what God is telling us to walk out because there are so many things that are contingent on that. And when we don't, when we allow fear to hold us back or procrastination or you know, the gremlins or the enemy, um, we can really miss out on the fullness of you know the, the just the greatest potential that that these things have um and you know when i hear um stories like this you know when authors say that I, I couldn't have even planned this better or made this made this up how this was coming out at this particular time and i'll tell you you know this book was probably the toughest book that i have ever been a part of I thought that this book would be a breeze. You know, this is actually the brother companion to a book that was released um, in Mother's Day of last year, um, honoring and celebrating the legacy of Bahamian women. And then, you know, 
when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me to come back on the tail end with this one, I was like, are you kidding? You know, I literally had the kickoff call for this project the night before I delivered my daughter, who is a year and a half old. And, you know, I was just like, hey, it's just time for me to, to, to chill and relax and to focus on, you know, dealing with my already one year old and new newborn baby. But that conviction and that assignment was so clear. And, you know, on the tail end, it's like now you see why a little bit, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So there are going to be so many things that we are called to do that we don't understand and probably will seem very um, inconvenient to us at the time. We don't think that we have the strength or the time or the resources to be able to do it. And once again, all of you who are sitting here, you know, going through this path of writing your story and being an author, you can identify with Wilfred's story because it is not easy, you know, to, 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 to pour out yourself and to organize it in a very coherent way. Even if you have somebody that's writing it for you, it is a very emotional journey because not only are you taking a look back at the past and you have to, ex you know, extract the lessons, but it's like, you know, package it up for a way to present it for the future. And, you know, we're exploring these issues for a very specific reason because we are building out the foundation for you now to be able to make your consistent book sales, for you now to be able to promote. Because a lot of times, by the time this book comes out, it's like, listen, I am tired. I made it over the finish line. Like this took everything out of me. And now I just need to just, oh, I did it. <laughs> Let me sit back and relax. And, you know, I hope that you picked up that, that golden nugget of what Wilfred shared about writing things down. When God speaks to you and you have a dream in your heart, you don't know how it's going to come to pass, how it's going to take shape when you write it down. We have another author in this group, Vince. He always talks about he had written it down. I am going to be an author. I'm going to write a book. And came back and saw it and, and, and it just, you know, writing things down. The Bible talks about that. So now, Wilfred, we're in this place where, you know, everything just aligned. You know, we all know there's no um, coincidences in the kingdom of God. But this came to pass. Your past, your purpose came to pass. Um, you took your dream and you made it into reality because you took your thoughts and you actually put the action behind it. So how was it for you to transition out of, oh, I'm writing this book. I got to start and I got to take a break and I got to stop because this is a lot to process. How was it for you to transition out of that just state of being? into, hey, I have a book, by the way, this is for sale. This is, um, you know, this, this book that I have, because that's a very different mind frame to be in. Um, how was that transition for you? Um, 
the transition, I wouldn't say was easy. It wasn't easy for me because I'm not great at self-promotion. Um, it's something I had to learn a lot. I had to learn later in life. Um, you know, when you grow up in church, you're taught to be humble and not haughty. But I think sometimes we don't understand um, the difference between being haughty and, you know, promoting yourself so that you can actually get, you know, the, the right attention. And so um, that was one that was one of the things I struggled with, I think, very early on was, okay, how do I promote this and myself? Um, yes, there's a book out. Um, I want people to know that to see it, but also, okay, why why should people buy it? Why should people care? You know, you know, um, the, you know, there's a there's a there's a little level of uh, imposter syndrome involved in it um, that you have to overcome, or that I had to overcome. And I think this is where, for me, uh, my community was so important, and and I I have to give my community credit because. In the beginning, I wasn't very good at promoting it. I, 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 if, I'm, if I, if I can be transparent about that, I don't think I don't think I was. But there were people in my community who promoted it for me, who had my who had my back. They said, "Well, we think it's important. We think this is value. There's value in it, and you know, we have seen what you've put in it, and people need to see it." And they themselves, my community, were were were, were big advocates for me. Uh, my mother, I think, the biggest advocate. Um, you know, you you know, I don't think you ever outgrow needing your mother for anything, and and I I have to give her 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 flowers. Uh, I think she was like my number one advocate, and you know, you know, any any times anything happened with it, you know, she was she she would share it, and and then even my church, um, you know, when my father was a pastor, you know, they embraced the book, and what I what what ended up happening was when the book, you know, I I introduced the book in November, and you know. I guess because I didn't really follow up with it, you know, there was there wasn't much happening, and then um, and I, I have to also give uh, kudos to to Miss Lloyd. Sorry, I was Jackson. I I, I knew it was Lloyd <laughs> when we worked together. But you know, when we started uh, sharing the flyers, we started having you know the flyers for the book as well as the the conference that we were having. You know, it what it did was it gave people on the outside okay. This 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 thing is, is is legit. It's professional. The flyers were very well done, especially when, when we had the bestseller on it. You know that that really uh uh you know it it really rounded the people and people saw that okay this is this is something to take serious, and so a lot of work was done for me honestly in the beginning uh through the work that you did Miss 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 Jackson with your company but also my community too who really helped to support the effort and then. By by all of that, it raised me up and it made me realize, hey, you this this is yours. This 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 is this is something that you did, you know, you and and the others. You know, this this is something that you guys put together, and you know, there's no need to be to feel like an imposter about it. You know, own it, and and really uh, let people know that this thing is happening. That you have a book, you you co-authored a book. It's something that they should care about because the message. Going back to my why. The message is something that they need to hear, and it, and it wasn't just for men, or you know, it was for everybody. And you know, I, and at that point, so so like I said, the transition was not easy because I, like I said, I had to deal with my own self and my own um, feelings. But uh, like I said, kudos to my community, and and I I can't give them enough credit 
uh, for for the support because I think it wasn't just the fact that they purchased the book, but helping me to to, to appreciate that what I did was something that was worth uh, that was worth uh, sharing, you know, beyond me because you know sometimes you get stuck in your own head and you think, okay, well, you know, what people really care about what I have to say or what they care about, or, or what I have to do, and uh, my community said, yes, they care, we care, and you know, um, I would say for everybody on the call. Uh, cultivate your community uh anybody who's who, who's near you it won't be everybody because there'll be people who think should support you who won't support you we, we could talk about that another day but there will be people who will who will be in your corner and and you know they're you know they will help you and they'll raise you up and and i i cannot say enough about about my community honestly i hope that answers the question yeah. <laughs> yes absolutely you know it it takes a village um every part of the 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 process um you know of becoming an, an author of becoming an a, a leader a person of impact um you know it's like the little rebirth in the way and you know just like i have my babies they are on the path to independence but they can't change their diapers by themselves or you know they're starting to be able to get dressed on their own um so being able to have that self-awareness for ourselves and making sure that we have support in place <clears throat> excuse me whether that's professional support through, you know, uh, a professional service provider, a professional publisher, but even just, you know, every everybody may not have their mom around, <laughs> you know, and it's wonderful for sure that you do. But, um, you know, it, it's really an opportunity for us to lean on the people who love us and the people who support us and the people who believe in us um big time because you know and I'm I'm gonna um ask you to delve into this a little bit more in terms of the gremlins in terms of the fears in terms of the imposter syndrome because I can tell you I see that time and time and time again no matter how much we may support authors with all of the things and the flyers and the graphics and the this and the that ultimately it's your book, it's your message, and it's your conviction as an author. And, you know, Wilfred's mom couldn't do the work for him. She could hold him up, but ultimately he had to be the one to step out of that fear and step into a place of assertiveness and a place of boldness. Um, so, this is a group of family, Wilfred. We have authors on the call. Can you break it down and keep it all the way real? What were some of those gripping fears that you had when it was like, oh my gosh, now I have to like sell this book and put this out for sale? I can tell you all one of the things that I really struggled with like like I really, really struggled with was asking people to buy something from me. I, you know, was always had like this mindset of, you know, I don't like sales. You know, like when people would have, um, you know, like different multi-level marketing companies or things that, you know, you could sign up, but you got to ask other people to sign up. 
I'd be like, uh-uh, if I have to do that, no. I, I don't like asking people things. <laughs> so to come out now where it's like, hey, I have this product where, you know, that that was a huge um, barrier for me when I started off, when I wrote my first book, which was about my grandmother, Wilfred Moon, about his father, um, that I was, you know, that was a big, big, huge um, barrier for me to get over. Can you talk about some of the, you know, like, how do I get over this? Or what were some of those those fears that were really gripping you? <laughs> Oh, so a uh, great question. Uh, so I think I alluded to one already, uh, the imposter syndrome in terms of, well, will people really support me? Uh, well, first of all, you know, am I somebody people would want to support? You know, would they, would they see value in something that I I do? Obviously, if it were, if it's a Miles row or somebody else, they're going to buy it because of who they are. They have the name value. But then, you know, you will say to yourself, well, who are you <laughs> uh, to you know, to to uh, to, you know, to say that you're an author, you know, and why would people want to read or anything that you say? Um, so that was one of the first things I mentioned already. Um, you know, you that there are a lot of it with do um deal with some deals with people because as you know, you, you kind of wonder, okay, how will people view you? Um, in the beginning, anytime you try to do anything, people will laugh and make it seem as if you're, you're silly. And I think one of the things you have to learn in life is you have to be prepared to look silly for for some for things that you believe in. Uh, you know, the vast majority of people who you know who you who you who you're worried about, uh, you know, haven't written books yet, or, or probably won't ever, will never not well probably won't ever write a book. And and so uh, you know, one you know a lot of there are a lot of things there are a lot of fears tied to people and their opinions that you have to overcome, which is something I had to overcome. And like I say, I think part of that was the community that I had. I had around me who did support me, and um, you know who really helped me. Uh, I would say what else? Uh, another fear was that for much as I for much time as I spent writing my chapter, my portion of the book, uh, you know there was also the fear that um, you know that the message wouldn't be properly received. I, I really wanted people to get the message that I, that you know, particularly the lesson that my father gave, and I, I, I. So that's on me more so in terms of my writing and everything, which I felt comf I, I felt comfortable toward the end that it, that it was. Uh, and again, with uh, Miss Lloyd's coaching and her comments, I, I think that was that was a very good, um, uh, you know, a very affair that I overcame. Uh, a fear that I, I sometimes still grapple with, particularly when it comes to these things. Um, I didn't want to feel with it being so close to my father's death, his death. I didn't want to feel like as if I was exploiting his death either. That, that was a fear of mine too. And I, and, and I was kind of afraid that it was coming off that way. Um, you know, that, okay, well, my father passed away. Hey, okay. By the way, has a book about him. Um, I, I, so I, I kind of had that fear a little bit that, it, you know, that, you know, it was coming off that way. Uh, so, 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 for instance, to your point, I was talking about selling the book. For me, it was I never really saw. I never when I, whenever I mentioned the book, it was never about me selling a book. For me, it was about this is a this is I have a book that I co-wrote, speaking about men, 
And my thing was always to sell the the value of the book and the lessons, not necessarily the book itself. To say, okay, I have a book, buy the book for me. But this book is valuable for a number of reasons. It's on sale, you know. And when you purchase the book, you know, if you so choose, you know, you're gonna read about men who live here, who some are still alive, who have made impacts not in not just in my life but in the lives of other people. Um, there's a chapter in the book, not my chapter, but. There's another lady's chapter. I can't, I, I apologize. I can't remember um, her name off the top of my head right now, who, whose chapter it was. But uh, she said something to the fact about the person who she wrote about, I think it was her uncle, and how through his encouragement, he helped her to be her true authentic self and to find her true voice. And I thought that was so powerful. And so not just my chapter, but even the other chapters encouraged me. And and so when I, when I spoke about the book, wherever I went, that was Marcia. Marcia's Marcia. anthology. Okay, <laughs> yeah. awesome, awesome. But 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 she she made the point how through the encouragement of her uncle, you know, she was able to find her true voice and her true identity and her true her true you know her true brand. And you know when you have people in your life who can help you do that, that is so powerful. You know to, to you know you know a lot of us we go through our life trying to be carbon copies of other people or people who we think we should be or. We walk around, with, you know, with masks, uh, you know, pretending to be people who we think we need to be to please other people. But then when you have people in your life who says, you know, no, you're good enough. Be you. The world needs you. We have, we already have another, a lot of other people. We need someone like you. And, you know, she said, you know, that that was part that that helped her and it really impacted her. And so for me, when I was able to talk about the book, it wasn't just about my portion of the book. It was, listen, there are stories in this book that are powerful on many different levels and the value in the book is not just, I said, because you're going to give me some money for the book, but because when you read the book, you're now going to read about men who have shaped, uh, you know, people, you know, who have made valuable contributions in the lives of contributing members of society. And this is how they did it. This is how they encouraged these people. And so it's a lesson now for, like I said, for men that when you are in the lives of, of people, children, your children, your niece, nephews, your wives, that you, this this is the kind of impact that you can have, but also for women and children, uh, you know, this is the kind of impact that you want to look for, you know, in the people in your life. And and so in terms of selling the book itself, I, I wasn't, to me, it wasn't about selling a book. It was about selling this, not even selling. It was, okay, we, we have these lessons and we want to share them with you in the form of this book. And because I, you know, for me, um, now being an entrepreneur this year, um, with my with, with my with my practice, what I'm learning is that people don't buy that yes, and on, on the surface level, they're buying legal services, but they're really buying you. And and they're buying, you know, what you stand for. And uh, and so for me, it was never about selling the book itself. It was about selling the the the, the principles of the book. It was by you know, in buying the book, you're gonna read about these powerful these men who are unsung heroes, who who you know who are out there, and this is what you can learn from them, and you can be inspired and be encouraged by that. And so that is how I I framed my my my, my I, I, I sort of my spiel so to speak when when selling the book, and I and I and because I think because I believed in that, I don't think people thought I was disingenuous. Uh, you know, uh, because I, I truly believed in in the in the message of the book. So that's what I sold. I sold the message. I didn't sell the book. I sold the message of the book. Yeah. 
I I love how you say that, um, you know, selling the message and it's not just about the book. Um, just scanning through some of the comments. We have some comments and I'm mindful of the time. So we're going to um, take some questions in a second. Um, but Lakeisha saying deciding the cost based on the content and affordability for your audience. Um, yes, absolutely. You know, um, cost is, is important, but people pay for what they value. <laughs> you know, I, um, you got books out there for 200 bucks and people will gladly pay for that. Um, so, but yes, absolutely. You want to be positioned, you know, within your, within your market, within your, um, niche area for sure. Um, and then Shakira is saying, not a salesperson, those marketing strategy tips are needed the most. Um, you know, for this, this part, this part one of this training, it's like really building out the, the foundation because, you know, strategies will not, you can have all the strategies in the world, but if you don't have the mindset and see yourself as the person who can execute these things, then they will not work because all of those fears that Wilfred talked about, you know, and everybody has their own unique things, but they will generally be in those areas. Is this even important? Who's going to listen to me? You know, what are people going to think? And <clears throat> what I have found to be the case is that, especially for us, and when I say us, you know, writing a book is not just something that's on the bucket list, something that we just pulled out of the air to say that we want to do, or we've seen somebody do it. But this is a part of our divine blueprint. The spirit of God spoke to us and illuminated this desire to us where we just knew that one day, hey, I am going to share my wisdom. I'm going to share my story. I am going to be an author. I'm going to be a speaker. I am going to be a person of influence. And you just knew it like you knew it like you knew it. And for many of us, when that time comes, going through that process is not an easy thing. <laughs> you know, I have a, a boot camp going on right now that's, that's, that's winding up. And I told my authors, this is going to put hair on your chest. This is not for the weak. And it is going to take everything out of you. And by the time that you are finished writing this book, um, just the process of sharing and, you know, of, of going through it will leave you in a, in a, in a totally different space. But also, you know, what I found to be, um, you know, a common theme is that usually you have all types of other things that are going on around you in your personal life and your professional life. And I truly believe that 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 the way that God designs it is for this process of becoming an author, of, of stepping into another level of leadership and another level of influence is for you to have to truly rely on him for your strength in ways that you have not had to before. Because listen, <laughs> you know, and not to scare anybody away, people who come and start projects working with me and you turn around, well, oh, their relationship has ended or oh, their job has ended. And, you know, these, these pillars sometimes that we rely on for strength and support, they crumble. And that's where, you know, the, the, the going gets tough. And like we say, the tough 
choose to keep going. Where you, you know, when we say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, where it's like, hey, I'm not saying this. This is truly my life because for me to move forward and to complete this book or to actually finish this thing, I have to rely on the higher power that sent me here on this assignment to begin with. Because right now, my whole life is like, you know, I'm like Noah in, in, in the ark and that book and the process of becoming an author, the process of sharing your message can be the ark. So I know I said a whole lot just now, you know, but the point that I'm, I'm making is for us. Uh, Spirit-led authors who have a message to share. You have this conviction. Life is going to test you, honey. Let me tell you, it is going to test you. And you are going to need that support, the support of your community, the support of your publisher. But ultimately, you are going to have to rise up, to choose to rise up as this brand new being, as, you know, Jesus was a lamb, Jesus was also a lion. You cannot be a lamb <laughs> in this process. You have to move forward with assertiveness, and we have that within us, but this process will really unlock that next level so that you can apply the strategies, so that you can go out um, on Monday, you know, we'll really get deeper into some of the tactical approaches. But, you know, Wilfred is out there. Wilfred buys cases and cases of his books at a time. Wilfred is out, I mean, presenting his book. I mean, all, all sorts of places. But that takes assertiveness. Imagine him even um, um, pitching or, or presenting to somebody he could never do that if he was still overwhelmed by the thoughts of who cares about me? Is this, is this good enough? But rounding the corner and coming to that place of conviction. And guess what? This is not a book. I'm not a, a person who is selling a book. And yes, I am in sales, but I am serving you because for you to buy this book, for the $20, $30, $50, you are going to get so much value out of it. Man, listen, if you give me $100 for this book, this will be the best $100 that you've ever spent. So to get to that point inside of yourself is the work that is required so that you can now execute. But start to think of yourself as being in sales. That was one of the things that my best friend told me when I really started on my journey. She was like, you, you are in sales now. So the things that I felt like I couldn't do or felt so funny about doing, following up with people, putting myself out there, you know, having, as, as Wilfred touched on, I will get into more on Monday. Okay, what's your spiel? Because today we talked about the foundation and the perspective, but then you have to have a pitch. You know, you cannot just build it and they are going to come. Jesus was out there getting his message into the world. He wasn't just sitting down, meditating and praying in the synagogue and not going out, going out. He was out there. <clears throat> and we have to take that same position of assertiveness and put ourselves out there with our pitch, with our positioning. Um, 
And all of those are things that we are going to delve deeper into into part two. But tonight or this morning, <laughs> must be living either in the past or in the future. Let's say the future. <laughs> but this morning was, I mean, just super, super excellent, Wilfred. Thank you so much for your transparency with, you know, sharing the behind the scenes and that process. Everybody, you know, looks at the tip of the iceberg. But today we showing you what's underneath that thing that is important um, and that's critical to have in, in place. So do we have any questions, any questions, any comments? Can anybody um, identify or relate with, with any um, of the perspectives and insights that Wilfred has, has shared? Yeah, yeah actually I do. Um... I actually want to thank you first, Aisha, too, for, you know, all your help in the the um, workshop today, too. Um, and then, uh, Wilford, I appreciate, you know, your insight, too. And I can relate to, you know, your dad and your, excuse me one second, your dad and your story, too, as far as, you know, honoring them, too. I'm trying to do the same thing with my book, too. So I thank you so much for sharing that. The marketing part about how you talk to your community uh, and reach out to your community and the support there. Um I certainly understand. I'm going to try to do that too. I'm hoping to be published very soon. But Aisha, I just recently saw on Facebook, like people are, I guess you could do, I'm I'm not a tech guy, I'm a little bit older. So, uh, but apparently you could get like a business account, a Facebook business account. I see people promoting books and things like that on Facebook and social media, you know, Instagram, TikTok, which I'm not even on those other platforms. Um, is that something that you would think, and I know you have to pay for those type of services and those type of promotions. Is that something that you would kind of like maybe talk to your publishers about maybe going in that direction as well, or just, just seeing how the community thing works out first. I, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate right now that I'm actually interviewing people for my book. And one of the person I interviewed actually has a, a radio show that's going to help promote me on his radio show. So that, that, that was, you know, that's a great start when I do get published, but I'm looking, you know, at a broader area. So I'm just wanting to get some insight and uh, some information on what you think of that. Yeah. Um, great, great question. You, you know, um, and what Vince is talking about is, um, you know, how to utilize really paid marketing, you know, paid advertising, paid marketing, which is what, um, you know, when you have a, a business Facebook account and those are absolutely um, really, really wonderful tools um, which we're going to dive into in a very, very much specific detail on Monday. Um, and yes, they are good avenues to explore, but once you have certain things in place, because those things can get very expensive. Um, and as a business owner, you know, and this is sort of like shifting out of, okay, I'm an, I'm an author right now. Um, but this is the business of my message. We always want to think about impact and profitability. And when I say profitability, is this going to benefit me more than what it is costing me? Um, and this is every single author <laughs> that is on this call. I want you to think about these things because <clears throat> what you know, as we look at, at different avenues and different things, these things cost. And, you know, beyond the book, 
you know, the book is just one particular aspect, but I always encourage authors, you know, when we work together, you, you're going to, you know, you have this in place, have at least two other products or services in addition to the book so that your book can lead them to a book in of itself, you know, I don't even know if that's going to really be able to pay a light bill, you know, at the end of the day. Um, because, you know, you, you have royalties that you have to, play, to, to pay. It is a low cost product. So you would have to be moving, I mean, like mountains and mountains and mountains in terms of the volumes. But for that real profitability and that real impact is what is the next logical step for this person to take in this journey? I have this message about, you know, um, fathers in the home, or I have myself as, as a brand. How can people get more of me? How can they work closer with me? So a book is a great way, you know, to segue somebody into, okay, this is my existing business. Or, you know, as an, as an entrepreneur, or you may have um, your, your message that is attached to a deeper product or a deeper service, such as, you know, group coaching or in-depth coaching or something else. Um, so I'm generally not a fan, and I'm just, you know, answering the, the question in the direct context, not in your personal context, Vince, um, of just pumping out paid advertisements. Because if you notice, when you see people who have advertisements about their books that they have paid for, meaning, you know, this is a sponsored, a sponsored thing, it's either come and get my free book so that you can now get on their email list and now you can come into their universe and now they have the opportunity to sell you something else at a higher value or even within the book. And, you know, all of my authors can say, how can I get in touch with you so that now these people can get in touch with you for the additional ways that you can provide value to their lives? Because it's about the message. It's about serving people. It's about, about giving value to them. So just on the face of it, yes, paid advertising is wonderful. I do paid advertising. Um, do all of my authors do paid advertising? No, some of them are not quite ready for it because they don't have the full build out of that next level of the product or the service, or they have not fully utilized what is already around them. Um, so it's also, you know, why are we like wanting to go to paid advertising or wanting to utilize some of these other strategies. Um, and sometimes, you know, not always the case. And, you know, I know it's not your specific case, but I'm, I'm answering this question generally and broadly. Sometimes people want to sidestep having to open their mouth and talk to somebody to open their mouth and actually self-promote themselves. Um, and want to kind of go through the back door through, well, okay, I could just run an ad on Facebook. And that is, there's a recipe for disaster. You cannot skip the steps or do things out of order. But once you're at that point where you're ready to pull that lever, then it's absolutely a, a wonderful boost um, and can really help to spread the impact. But you can absolutely have an impact without utilizing those um, methods. 
any book. And we're, like I said, going to really, really dig into the tactics of this thing on Monday. But any author can make five figures from their book. Whatever that book is, whatever it's talking about, you can get out there. If you step into the mindset and the perspective of, hey, I am in sales. This is a business. I have a message to share. You can get out there and make at least at least $10,000 from your book, depending on your mindset, having that assertiveness. And if you have truly written that um, from a place of being applicable to somebody else, relevant to somebody else, have a transformation in your book, you can build a whole business that is paying you through the related products and services, not just the book, not just the book. I'm going to reiterate that, not just the book. A book is a product that is, a you know, you need high volumes to make any significant amount of money um, on an ongoing basis. And, you know, Wilfred, you know, without having to get too deep, you know, the personal business or financial business, um, can you just share, you know, is it like, hey, like selling books is, can that just be the path to make you a millionaire? Like just from the books itself, like the money that you make from books. Um, Cause I want to debunk that myth where it's like, Hey, I could just, you know, replace a full-time salary off of purely selling books. So obviously this being my first one, I, I don't think I'm going to retire off of this, off of this one. Um, I do. I think I will mimic what you said in terms of it was particularly this year. I I the book on its own. Um I think because in the beginning I, I think I sold so many up front. Um, um I, I saw I saw the potential for it, obviously. Um but I think what what happened for me was I started speaking a lot as well too. And so, um, you know, which I got, I got some, I got a few paid speaking engagements as well too. And so, um, I, I guess I never really thought about the book on its own, to be honest with you. Um, but I mean, I do see where it could provide some additional income, particularly for me. Well, I didn't do it paid advertisements, but I, I had more of an organic reach, um, because what started happening was. Um, and I guess we could talk about this more Monday, which is, which is one of the, more the practical part of it was I really was um, keen about the custom experience and even in purchasing the book. And so my thing was anybody who purchased the book, my thing was always was, was always to make them one show a lot of gratitude to them and, you know, take photos with them and to, you know, to, and to be really gracious. And aside from also promoting the message of the book, my whole thing was, OK, um, the first few people. Like I think the first 10 or so people, I think I gave them a bag. So I, you know, I have a blog, wilfredbain.com. So I actually gave them a bag. I wish I had one on me here, but I don't have one here. Um, I actually had a bag that I gave them, you know, I, I was like, hey, you know, you're, you're one of the first few people to buy the book. So along with the book, you know, here's a bag with a wilfredbain.com uh, um, sign on it, uh, you know, which was which is me promoting my uh, my, my, my blog. Um, but also um, through the engagement with the with the people who banned the book in the beginning, uh, they were promoting it to other people as well too. So a lot, so it wasn't so. So a lot of my sales weren't actually just people who I knew. The people who knew people who I knew, 
And and I tell you, funny thing, I was actually speaking, I think, to the boys' industrial school one day, and somebody somebody was calling me in the middle of my speech, and it was somebody who I didn't even know, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I spoke to this person who knew this person who bought your book." It was actually like 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 a, the fourth degree of person, and so so um I didn't really really use too much paid ads uh, or, or or at all. It was it was really organic for me, and um. I was able to leverage a lot of other things that I had going on in terms, of, like I said, the speaking, um, you know, like, like I would speak places and I would present the book. Like I, I spoke to a, a political uh, thing. With, uh, this is back in, in July. And I, I, I presented the MP with a book. And so it was like, okay, he has a book. I know I was able to use that to say, Hey man, the MP has this book. And, and so it was, for me, it was more, it was more organic uh, than anything else. But in terms of, in terms of actually, the 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 money i i don't think it was i don't think it was horrible i think i i didn't price it that great uh if, I'm, if i can be transparent um certainly if i had priced it a little bit higher i i think i would have definitely um uh, done well with it i mean i think I, I still did well with it of course but um you know i i and i think pricing is something definitely um you can touch on in terms of you know you setting the value for the book as well but also getting return in terms of your expenses already. But I think over time, I guess I guess the answer to the close the, the point of I think over time, I think you can do well with it. Um but in the beginning, I don't think and and, 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 and you know and I'm not saying you can't do it. Um and and obviously if you have an aggressive strategy, you know, you certainly do well. But I think certainly in the beginning, while you're figuring things out, I, I don't know um, you know, if you can retire right away. <laughs> Wonderful. And just as we wrap up, Gilbert, you know, you talked about how you transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship. Can you just share some insights into how this process of being an author of sort of, you know, overcoming the fears of selling your own book to, to, to turn the corner of that, to be more um, assertive with sales um, has helped you from an entrepreneurial perspective? Certainly. Uh, first things first, if you don't ask, the answer is no. And uh, so you have to, first of all, <laughs> open your mouth. You have to get out there and put yourself out there. Um, and, and being an entrepreneur, if you don't sell, you don't eat. <laughs> uh, uh, so you have, that, that's the first thing first. Um, you have to, you know, people aren't, you know, uh, I, 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 have a, I have a running joke with a friend of mine. She's, she's a, uh, she's single and, but she, she doesn't go anywhere. She's always saying, I hope I meet somebody. I hope I, I hope I meet somebody. I'm like, but the perfect guy isn't going to bust your door down and, and come and say, hey, here I am. Right. You, you have to go out and, and, and you know, and, and and so, you know, one of the things you're going to have to do with the, with, with the process of the book definitely helped me with my entrepreneurial journey is it helped me to be very um, open one about the fact that, hey, I have a book. Same way. OK, I have a business. And hey, this is what, uh, and and I, I guess the message as well too, because like I said, with the book, it was never about selling a book, it was about selling the message, and the same thing with my with my company, which is uh, Revenue Legal Solutions. Yes, it's a law firm, to the core of it, but you know our core, one of our core missions or our core beliefs of the law firm is that when people come to lawyers, they aren't looking for lawyers per se; they're looking for people to help them solve a problem. And a lot of times, those problems have you may need a you may you may need the law to solve the problem, 
And um, but if you listen to the heart of what people when they come to look, especially when they talk to clients, it's not that hey, I need a lawyer. I, yes, I need a lawyer, but I need, I need a lawyer to solve a problem. Uh, hence the name solutions. That's why I have the name solutions. And so it's it's not about like I say selling the service as much as it is to the core of of what people really want. And and um. You know, like I said, in business, people aren't coming to you. Yes, they're coming for your service, but your service isn't the end all. Your service is is the means to an end. And yeah, exactly. And so with the book, the book wasn't it was never about the book itself. It was about, OK, you get in the book and getting the lessons and the message in the book. And that translated. And, and that, that was kind of a parallel that, that I had with my with my, with my entrepreneurial journey. But so the two, two things I would say then to close off is one. um. Put yourself out there. You, you got to get out there. Uh, you know, when you want to sell, you may you may fight with imposter syndrome, but to, to to a certain degree, there's no there's no space for that. You have to it's either sell or bust. So put yourself out there, but also understand what people are looking for or what speak to the part of them that is going to buy the book. It's not the fact they want to spend money. It's the fact that they want to buy something that's going to help them. So that's going to benefit them either by solving a problem, either by encouraging them, by inspiring them. Yeah. And would you say, do you feel that I'm living in my purpose? I'm, 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 a, I'm a man of purpose. I am actually living out my purpose. Do you, how would you answer that? Right now, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I would say, um, for me right now, uh, am I am I young but not so young age? Um, I guess that 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 that's relative. I guess I would say yes. Um, mainly because you know I I've done a lot of things this year where the financial benefit didn't come in right away, but I, there there was there was there was fulfillment in it nonetheless. Oh, after now, I'll be honest with you. After time, it, it came in for sure, you know, which I'm 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 grateful for. But knowing that in the beginning, for instance, with the I apologize for that in the background. Uh, I'm gonna open. I think it's my car. I would say in the beginning, um, you know, for me, knowing that people got value from things that I did. Whether it be the book, whether it be speaking, um, even with even with my being an entrepreneur, seeing people getting satisfaction from <laughs> service I provided, that was that was that was very uh, important to me, and you know, like I said, it was work. The work that I was doing, you know, there was no big financial compensation at the beginning, but there was fulfillment, and. You know, it, it it actually helped me to walk differently. Even you know, um, you know, I was able to say no to things that, on the face of them, were great opportunities. But because they didn't align with what I knew my purpose was, it was a very easy no. I had a I had a job interview. Uh, funny enough, uh, I I I, I land with this. I had a job interview in the summer uh, with this organization, pretty rare, prominent organization, and I was going to get a senior role. And you know, I almost said yes. And then they this is how this is how they killed it for me. <laughs> they, the, uh, one of the guy, one of the people said, "Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else going on right now?" 
I said, yeah. So, I mean, I do public speaking. I do certain, so, you know, and the, and the person said, well, kill all of that. When you come on this job, you make a, this, this is this is your baby here. This is everything you do right now. And because of the books, the public speaking, me being able to walk in my purpose and do the things I was doing, you know, they were like, hey, you know, there's no time for that. You know, you got to focus on this job. It was an easy no. And, you know, there are people who probably would hear a story and say, well, what were you thinking, bro? Like, you crazy? <laughs> you know, and it was it was it was an easy no. Because it didn't align with with my purpose, and it didn't and it, and it didn't allow me to be the person who I feel I was meant to be, and, and so to answer your question, yes, I am working on my purpose. Yeah, and, <clears throat> um, last last point, you know, I I always say that this this path of becoming an author, of getting out there, of you know, sharing your message with conviction. Um, it's a spiritual journey and it's a, it's a journey of obedience and it's a journey of, um, you know, sowing, but more so of obedience. And I, I always say this, you know, your obedience will unlock so many things for those of you, you know, for everybody on the call, uh, and Wilfred, um, mentioned this, you know, uh, a while back in the call, Wilfred and I have known each other for several years. Wilfred and I actually used to work together. Um, so we go back, um, not way, way back, <laughs> but back enough. Um, and, um, he, he, we worked together when I released my first book and becoming an author and giving of myself and the way that God was was directing me to give, my life has totally transformed. Wilfred could attest to that. He could attest to that. Um, so when I, you know, I, I, I say this, and this is something that a lot of times authors cannot really understand or appreciate until they've gone through the journey and kind of get to the point where you are. But can you just touch a little bit on, you know, you can never outgive God. And we may think that the book is about the book, but the book is about obedience and giving and standing firm on that. Even when the when the when the, when the gremlins come and they say, who's gonna want to listen to you? You know, what are people gonna think? And still holding firm and executing on that assignment, how that just unlocks uh bounty of blessings even if they don't come right away but you know when they start to just blossom in your life you know you can never ever outgive God I know we do have a couple of questions um but can you just touch on that you know for me sure sure um yeah no um it, it for me um I, I I always view myself as a servant um you know, um, I think particularly when you're, whether you're a motivational speaker or somebody who ministers in the church, there can be some ego involved and um, you have to view yourself as a servant. And I think this year taught me that, you know, you, when you, when you're obedient and you do what's asked of you, you know, God will open many doors, um, you know, case in point. You know, when I entered this year, you know, I entered this year on a really low point, uh, you know, for several reasons. And, you know, which added to the imposter syndrome, you know, because you know, I had I had some other issues going on as well, too. And, you know, 
my faith really was a big part of my journey because, um, you know, one of the things I'll say, so I, I entered the year unemployed, you know, which a lot of people didn't know at the time. And, and so I was dealing with the embarrassment and the, the, um, shame of that. And then also to not say, okay, well, I, I have to sell a book. All right. And so, um, but you know, it, it was it was such a it was such an interesting thing and and um you know I I I but I, I still remain faithful I still I still felt like I had something to offer like I said the community was great uh I, and I actually want to tie in the question here um that Ms. Ms. Wright asked actually into this point uh, I think this is a very good segue uh, how have you gone about securing your speaking engagements have you been sought out have you networked and sought out opportunities more most of my speaking engagements started in the church right um because a lot of people knew me from speaking in church. And so one of the first things I said was, okay, well, utilize opportunities in church uh, and and really give give my best every time I speak. And so there were a lot of people who already knew me as a speaker from, from my time speaking in church. And then what would happen is um that would present that would provide opportunities in terms of other churches. And what started to happen was um you know, so yes, I was sought out, but it was based initially on obedience, me not shying away from doing those things, not me, me not shying away from speaking and, and ministering. Um, now, on a, now that's the faith-based side of it. On a more practical side, yes, there were a few moments where, um, for instance, I'm in a few chat groups, so somebody will say, "Hey, we need someone to speak on this thing at this place next week, Wednesday. Who's available?" That's an opportunity, right? Um, if you're slunk, you get dunk, right? Mess them right away. Hey, I'm available, right? Um, even if you had to go out uh, uh, to, to, if you had plans tonight, you know what? This is an opportunity. And a lot of these, a lot, a lot of these opportunities were, were legal-based, honestly. So for instance, uh, I spoke to uh, a constituency um, office. They were, they, they were doing an educational series with the people of the, of the constituency. And um, they needed someone to speak on wills, you know, because I'm an attorney. So I went and I spoke to them on wills. And when I was finished, I said, hey, guys, by the way, you know, we have a book. Uh, you know, I have a few copies, but I want to present one uh, to the MP at the time was Vaughn Miller uh, from, the, you know, uh, from, the Miller, from the radio. You know, he's been a radio. He's not an MP. Uh, so I got, to, I got to take a photo with him. And, and But what happened was through that speaking engagement, because I tried to do as well as I could, that actually provided me with another uh, speaking engagement, very similar to the book, like how I would sell book to the pe books to the people, and then they would go to other people to, hey, you should buy this book. Uh, you know, a lot of my speaking engagements happen the same way where I'd give one, and then somebody would say, you know what, I like I like that presentation. You should do this to my place now next. Or yeah. I, have, I have something months from now, right? And so then you know, so a lot a lot of so a lot of same principles, but the public speaking happened with, with the book as well too. Referrals, um, if you see an opportunity. Uh, you know, don't shy away from it. Um, even if you don't uh think you're qualified, sometimes you have to get the opportunity and then get ready. <laughs> so, um, so that that that's kind of how to um to 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 answer uh the lady's question about public speaking. That is how that worked out. A lot of it started with church, but every time I had an engagement, my thing was how can I engage the the audience to a point where they would want to invite me back. And several of those engagements were, you know, came from other engagements that I had. 
and also some where I knew there was a need. And so I volunteered myself too. You can't be shy. Close mouths don't get fed. So if you see an opportunity and they're looking for somebody, you know, hey, you're looking for somebody. I can I can speak to the, uh, you know, but keep so, so so you have to be you have to have a keen eye for it as well. You know? but but when you do have an opportunity, kill it. You know, that's that's the thing you have you have to do. Kill it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Shannon has a question here that I am waiting to hear your answer to, but I just wanted to piggyback off of um, mm -hmm. what you were saying with the speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of the, um, you know, just to kind of share my perspective, um, there are tons of speaking engagements, you know, free speaking engagements, paid speaking engagements, um, just as much as you know, speakers are in this point of, man, I, I wish I could find some place to speak. I wish I could find some place to speak. There are people on the other side of that equation who are like, you know, I need a, a speaker, a captivating speaker, a captivating speaker. Um, you know, I have sent Wilfred speaking engagements. You know, I have people all the time who are like, we, we need somebody, we need somebody. But this is the thing. And I cannot stress this enough. And Wilfred has alluded to this. Like I say, success leaves clues. Go in there with the mindset and the intention that you are going to wow these people. How do you wow somebody? Giving them what they want, giving them something of value. I do not refer any speaker who just wants to go and talk about their story, what they went through, what they overcome. No, because, you know, people make laugh and, and give you praise. But how is that ultimately helping them? So having the mindset of what can I deliver a value that the this audience is going to just eat right up and be like, oh my gosh, I am so glad that I heard from the speaker is what is key to go into speaking engagements and you deliver so much value and, you know, you're valuable, period. <laughs> you know, nobody can ever put a price tag on you as a human being, but what does that person want? How are you speaking to a problem that they have, a struggle that they have, a challenge that they have, and now making that um, <clears throat> relevant and applicable to them? So that is what, um, <clears throat> it, what really helps to get you going as, as a speaker. Because... Um, you know, there are tons of opportunities out there, tons of opportunities where, you know, people will come and, you know, what's your fee? How, how much do you charge for this? You know, you will quickly get to that place as a speaker of value. And when I say value, you know, I'm, I'm couching that with the, you know, your valuable period. <laughs> but what are you giving that these people can have a takeaway that they can apply to their lives immediately? Um, and you quickly go, go through the, the, the ascension of that, but also as a speaker, make sure that you are, um, giving people what is the next step. You know, this is a book that I have available. These are my services. This is how I can help you more and not feeling uncomfortable, not feeling that, Hey, I can't say this. I can't, whatever. Um, so that's a whole other thing, but we'll get into, you know, some more of the mechanics behind that on, on Monday as well. Um, but being in that place where you're comfortable with who you are and what you do have to offer, but also focusing in 
it in a way that is relevant to your audience um, is, is key. And, um, but I mean, opportunities abound. And as, you know, um, you know, people come to me all the time, you know, do you have a speaker that you can refer to? Do you have an author who speaks on this or speaks on that or speaks on the next thing? I am lobbying out um, engagements all the time. And then I, I'll tell you all, you know, I, I tell my, my, my clients, hey, this may not be paid, but you can promote yourself. Make sure, you know, that you have a, a special offer. Make sure that you, you're ending your speech. What do you want the audience to do for themselves? What do you want them to do with, with you in terms of the next step? So even if that is not a paid speaking engagement, you have the opportunity to make money from it, from presenting your products and your services to that audience. So that's another um, um, key thing. Um, uh, what else? So that's just a general thing. When we talk about speakers, please, you know, do this. Like we're evolving from just sharing our stories um, into, okay, what is this a solution for? And that's a general point, <laughs> just a general point for everybody. But that there will make you a sought after speaker um, very, very quickly. Um, but... Shannon had a question about salsa and dancing sure, in ministry. Sure, sure. I, I'll, I'll touch on that quickly. I'm um, sorry, uh, Rhonda, just one more point um, on the speaking thing too as well. Um, you have to document everything you do as well too. Uh, and it's something Ms. Ms., Ms. Jackson always speaks about. Document. Have someone there taking some photos, some video clips. Um, document and leverage social media like i spoke i spoke with the fact that i didn't use um paid advertising but i still leveraged my network in terms of um you know my regular social media and anytime i spoke on anything for instance i would post it on linkedin post it on facebook like today just i posted this on my whatsapp um, because you want people to know that you're, that you're a speaker and so um you have to you know that that's that's some some good free advertising right there uh, social media so anything you do especially when you have the opportunity uh, talk about it after the fact. You know, you know, your caption could be uh, so grateful to have uh, the opportunity to have spoken to at this place, and you know, it was great to, to speak into the lives of, you know, so and so on. Right? Um, you have to, you have to talk about it. You know, and and uh, that's 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 uh, uh, an, an addition to the speaking engagement point, uh, which we can talk. I'll I'll talk more about that on Monday. How I do that on Monday. Uh, on the point of salsa, so. Um, I I do think some people may try to try to think about it or, or they want to say something. Um, I am, but my view on on salsa dancing one is, uh, I think one I think a lot of people have the idea of Latin dance wrong because I think a lot of people look at salsa and they think it's just a bunch of gyrating and a bunch of um <laughs> um um you know I, I guess other more sensual things going on when it's really technical. Um, and it uh, and a lot of salsa dancing is based on respect. Uh, um, so, in terms of whether they give me flack on it, they don't. Now, do they have an opinion on it on their own? Probably, I don't know. Uh, I've I've kind of made it very clear, um, especially when I hit my thirties. I kind of made it very clear to people that I did that, that I don't I don't really care what people think. Uh, usually, the people who have an issue with my salsa dancing are doing way worse, <laughs> and so. 
uh, I, I don't open myself up for much opinions and much uh, feedback on certain things, to be honest with you. I, um, you know, and particularly when it comes to salsa dancing, I, I view it as something that's pure to me. Uh, you know, I don't go salsa dancing prepared to be um, doing anything unsavory. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, salsa, a lot of salsa dancing is, 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 is respectful. And I think even with salsa dancing, there's a lot of life lessons, even in salsa dancing, you can learn. Like, for instance, as a male, how to respectfully touch females, because that's a, that's a big part of, of salsa dancing. You know, you your, your hands have to be in certain positions. It's not about rubbing and grabbing and stuff like that. Um, and so I think anybody who understands the way salsa works and any partner, social dance in general, they will understand that, you know, there's nothing unsavory about it. And I'll, and, and, there, and there are a lot of Christians who actually go to salsa dancing as well, too. Or, you know, persons like myself who actually speak. Because when they come out, you know, they come with the best intentions. They, they you know, um, half of them don't speak Spanish. They don't, they don't know what the songs are saying anyway. Um, um, you know, um, and so I, I think it's how you view it. I think if you go with the right intentions, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. But to answer your question, has anybody said anything to me about it? No. Uh, they've, they've also asked for lessons, particularly couples. Couples have asked for lessons, you know, because I think they understand the importance of having an activity like that uh, to strengthen their relationships. Um, but if anybody's had a problem with it, they haven't said anything to me, and uh, they shouldn't say anything to me either. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's the perfect um ending and pause, I would say, for, for today and heading into um on and heading into Monday, because you know, one of the, the things that I say, <clears throat> and this is the perfect um um ending and reminder for tonight for you to really marinate on um as we heading into to to the, the technical nitty-gritty on Monday. Listen to me. You all may be sitting here with fears, insecurities, you know, Shakira, you know, you're saying you're not a salesperson. Listen, let me tell you all something. You see Wilfred, when you talk about heading into his 30s, you know, way before he even got the inclination to be a speaker and to write a book. You all are already rebels. You are pioneers. You are leaders of the extraordinary kinds. When you have been selected and called to come into this next level of your journey, listen to me. I don't care if it's your first book. I don't care if you're in an anthology, whatever it is. You may be new to this particular thing of being an author, but listen, traveling your own path and doing what's in your heart and doing you, you ain't new to that. You are true to that. So this whole process of becoming an author, of becoming an entrepreneur, of really taking this message and putting it out there for the masses, for the world, this is just an extension of who you were all, already were. None of you in here are any, you know, you're not lambs. We are lions. And God has entrusted you with this, you know, treacherous journey. I got to say treacherous journey because you will be tested along the path. You are going to have moments where you feel ridiculous, where it's embarrassing, where you look around at the reality of your life and you better hold on to your vision because if you just look with your eyes at the sight, you would want to go crawl under the covers and never come back out. 
but you all know how to forge forward. You know what it is to hold on to vision. You know what it is to trust God. You know what it is to walk out in the physical, in the natural, the things that you have been, excuse me, instructed to do to be true to you. Where did I salsa dancing? Where did I cutting off your permit and going natural decades before it was even a thing? Whatever it is, you all are not new to this. You're true to this. So, just what you had to do then, you had to speak who you are. Even if you may not have been that yet, I am a salesperson. I am a leader. I have a successful business. My books are thriving. Who is meant to get my book will get my book. I am going to speak with conviction. I'm going to speak with purpose. I am going to seek profit, and I am going to stand up with bold authority. And when you stand in that place, then you can now start executing on the strategies. Then, you know, you're prepared to make the sacrifices that are necessary. You know, Wilfred talked about that. You may not have said, you know, sacrifice is necessary, but, you know, he, he said some, something pop up. Hey, you may have something else going on. But this is an opportunity for you to now extend your brand, extend your message to continue along in that vein. We all know success requires sacrifice. We already know that. But fundamental, paramount is who are you? We do not have any little wimpy pieces of celery <laughs> on this call tonight. You are strong, powerful incredible men and women, not just of God. You know, we all know whose you are, but who you are, when you look in the mirror, you better start changing the things that you're saying to yourself and embody who you already are. And what this is, is a call to walk it out at a deeper level. You're not new to this. You are true to this. You are the one who is able to do this. So you have what it takes. And, you know, this is, you know, quickly becoming my new saying. You have what it takes, but it will take all that you have. But you have what it takes. And Wilfred, you know, is just the, uh, you know, wonderful example of this in real life. It's a real life human being who go through the ups, go through the downs, and guess what? Still, still keep on going and doing the thing. And you will get to that point where, wow, it was worth it. No, I wasn't crazy. Yes, God had my back the whole time along. And that's ultimately what it is. Ultimately, Wilfred, through his example, brought me closer to God, wanting to know God for myself. I'm going to share this on Monday. I don't have it right now. Wilfred actually went with me to go and buy my own very first Bible that I ever bought for myself as an adult. So living your truth in yourself, you are an example. Wow, I want to be like that. And you bring people into the kingdom of God and unlock their own purpose for their life. And through your example, you give them now 
the inspiration and example to go out there and do what it is that God is telling them to do. Imagine if Wilfred was broke, busted, disgusted, miserable, whatever. I would have never been attracted to that. That's the way of the world. Everybody's already broke, busted, disgusted, all of that stuff. But living in your light and in your truth, even when you're stumbling, even when you're going through hard times, there is something about a woman of purpose, a man of purpose. We don't ever look like what we've been through. <laughs> you know? And that is magnetic. It is attractive. And that is how we are truly being the light and we are attracting people to our light and we are inspiring them to now shine their own light, which is ultimately what this thing is all about. The books, being an author, the selling, the business, it is about spreading the light of God. So Wilfred, <clears throat> I thank you so much. This was, I mean, always a pleasure <laughs> to talk to you. Um, sure that, you know, the audience has truly appreciated this. As I said, Monday, come back with your pen and your paper because we are going to be giving you chock full of actual actionable strategies. But I need you to walk away from this call with the right perspective, with the right identity. This is not somebody you need to go and become. You are already that person. You are already that person. You need to just look in the mirror and remember who you are and what you are capable of already. So Wilfred, do you have any um, closing thoughts, any parting thoughts before we wrap up? Um, not, nothing too major, just that you know, we'll get into the practical, more practical elements of my strategies on Monday. But just as a general theme, uh, know your message and know that you are worthy and not to have uh, any doubt about yourself. Like I said, there are people who you're probably worried about uh, will probably never write a book or they will probably follow your lead after you write your book. And so uh, just go after it. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Thank you so much, Wilfred. Truly a pleasure. Um, we'll be right back here Monday evening. What time is it Monday, um, Wilfred? <laughs> My brain is, I think it's 7.30 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> 7.30, sorry, I was, I was on mute. Yeah, 7.30. 7.30, okay. Um, so we'll be sending out a reminder um, probably about an hour before. If you know anybody, any author, aspiring author who this can be helpful to, um, please share that, um, you know, free registration. And also um, Wilfred will be sharing ways in which you can contact him, any legal needs that you may have. Um, We'll be sending, we'll be sharing that on Monday as well. So thank you once again, everybody so much for your time and for your attention and your participation and your involvement and looking forward to seeing you on Monday for part two. Bye-bye.